You're listening to My Work in Progress. I'm Heidi Vega, and on today's episode, I have special guest Dr. Jessica Larson here to talk to us about uh, self-care and answer some general questions. Of course, if you guys have any follow-up questions or specific questions that you'd like um, to pick her brain about, you can always uh, reach out to her or myself, and we are talking about doing a follow-up to this episode, so um, it'd be great to hear from you guys because often the questions that you have someone else or a lot of other people have the very um, a, a very similar question and it's great to get that information out so uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us um, I do want to mention something about this episode of course when I do over the phone interviews there's always a chance that there's some static or some um, the recording quality is just not going to be as great as if we were in person in the studio so um, there is a little bit of static in the beginning but it goes away very quickly so don't let it um, shy you away from listening to the rest of the episode Um, and yeah before I jump before we jump into all this I just want to invite you guys to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already or follow it from wherever you're listening from and go ahead and leave me a review on iTunes or Google Play. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. It helps other people find my podcast and understand what it's about. So uh, I really appreciate it. And let's get into this episode. Today on My Work in Progress, we have Jessica Larson. She is a licensed psychologist, wife, and mother of two children. Uh, She founded Mama B Self-Care for Moms, where she helps women develop self-care strategies to lead to a more fulfilling life. Um, Thank you so much, Jessica, for being on here today and talking with us. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So, um, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself, like where you're from and a little bit more about your work? Sure. Yeah. I am from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And um, as you said, I'm a licensed psychologist and I've been um, in the counseling field for about 10 years now. Um, and I, so I'm a licensed psychologist working mostly with and families over the Um, And what I really found, in addition to being a psychologist and working with families and then becoming a mom myself six years ago, was that so much of the impact that we can have on kids is through parents. (laughs) And I guess I never thought about that when I kind of went into the field, um, which seems silly. But once I kind of figured that out over time, I realized a lot of what my passion was, was in helping uh, moms in particular. Um, and just kind of helping them figure out, you know, how to, how to parent, how to work with their kids, how to fully support their children. But then beyond that, I was really interested in how can you take care of yourself so you show kids. Right, right. And, and I am very interested by the um, idea of self-care and psychology and how you kind of intertwine those. Um, because mm-hmm. I think often we see self-care as something like, um, not very important. I think, uh, we kind of brush mm-hmm. it to the side 
And when you think of psychology, it's like, oh, yeah, that's very important. And, you know, we look at that uh, as something more serious. And um, how much do those intertwine for you on a regular basis? Yeah, so I think um, they're kind of like this dynamic give and take relationship between mm. self-care and psychology. And we'll, we'll care is and how I view right. it. Um, but I think what oftentimes happens in the world of psychology is that there's that science and that research to support a lot of the interventions um, and things that we recommend um, in the field. And so sometimes it's like certain self-care strategies have been practiced for hundreds of years or thousands of years. And then people in the time realize and then they start researching it, and then we have a whole you know, to support it. So, and then other times it's kind of goes the other way, where like it's really come through the field of psychology and the theories that we have and the research that we have, and then over time people you know start integrating some of that um, into their lives. Mm -hmm. I think like mindfulness is one of the examples where it's that mindfulness and meditation has been around. That's one where you know for thousands of years, right? Um, and then really over the last like. 10 to 20 years we've seen this huge even just over the last few years this huge emphasis in psychology on mindfulness right. um and and mindfulness is not just meditation it's very very broad um it can be just simply like paying attention in the moment you don't have to be closing your eyes or focusing on your breath there's there's so many different aspects of mindfulness um mm -hmm. but i think that's where psychology can really kind of put some of um these strategies out there in terms of actually saying, you know, we know that mindfulness not only helps in terms of like social emotional wellness um, and well-being and, you know, in terms of just being able to stay calmer and stay more present. And we also have all this brain research now to support it. So right. um, that's just kind of one example of where I think it, it kind of came, it, it's been around for a long time and then psychology has kind of been a little late to the game. But, you know, in, in that way, it's it's nice to have that research because then people also have more buy into it as well. Right. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and what um, kind of inspired you to focus on self-care? Uh, you talked a little bit about it, um, explaining kind of what you do. But I wonder mm -hmm. if there's um, even more so, you know, after having children, you had even more of a, a need to say, hey, this is actually really important going through it yourself. Absolutely. Um, I definitely, when I first had kids, I was already um, a psychologist. And so, and again, I work with kids and families. Mm -hmm. So part of me was thinking like, okay, I got this, you know, like yeah. I can, and, um, and what's been so interesting is that I fell into a lot of these traps that a lot of women fall into, um, which mm -hmm. is the mom guilt, um, working super hard and not really ever putting a lot of time and energy back into yourself where you feel like you just got to kind of give, give, give and keep things going. And, and there's a real reality to that. It's not mm -hmm. that we just do this to ourselves. It's like, this is actually a lot of the way that so society is set up. Um, right. where now when I look at like 21st century women or 21st century moms, we are, you know, expected to work full time and as families, um, mm -hmm. in the same way that like, you know, 50 years ago, a lot of women were expected to stay at home, 
we still have those similar expectations and responsibilities that fall to us in terms of like taking care of the home, taking care of kids, um, even in very like progressive relationships, you see Mm -hmm. there's research really showing that um, women are still expected to do um, and, and we put that on ourselves too. So a right. lot of it comes from kind of like the way that society set up, um, which, which can, which was leads us to that. But um, to your, to your question about like my own process. So I kind of, again, went into it thinking like, okay, this is, you know, as kind of a lot of new parents think you're like, oh, this will be fun. <laughs> this is <laughs> going to be a fun adventure. And we really only focus on a lot of the positive pieces and right. then over time where you're not getting good sleep, you're, you have all these demands of your, you know, your child um, and your family and everything. And, and what, mo- what most moms tend to talk about is that our own care for ourselves is the first thing to go. Um, mm-hmm. We don't prioritize right. it. And I was in that same, that same, I don't know if it's a trap. I was just in that same kind of lifestyle where mm-hmm. I was giving, giving, giving. Um, and I just, I ended up getting, for me, my stress shows up and I get physically sick. And so mm-hmm. I had a lot of these like bizarre symptoms, probably when I think I was like three or four years into having kids. And, um, I went to like doctor after doctor, I'm like, you know, what is going on with me? <laughs> and I finally, after like four months of getting all these tests done and nobody could really give me a straight answer. I went to this doctor who said, you are perfectly healthy. She's like, you have like, she looked at my whole kind of the last five to 10 year health chart. And she's like, what you're, what you're, what's happening to you is you're so stressed out. And that really can can do terrible things and terrible damage to your body and just the way you are in the world. And that helped me to shift towards this idea of like, I really have to start prioritizing myself. Um, Otherwise not, not only was I sick, but you know, when we don't take care of ourselves, we don't show up in the best way for our kids either. And so I was super stressed out a lot with my kids. I'd be Mm -hmm. kind of more quick to anger and just not even being present with them at all. It was like, you go from one thing to the next and the next. And, um, Mm -hmm. and it's not to say that any of those pressures and responsibilities go away. But once for me, once I started prioritizing my own self care, it was like, everything felt a little bit lighter and it just feels easier um, to go through life when you are kind of filling yourself up. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was kind of my own process with it. And it's, it is a, it's a daily struggle. I mean, I, I never like to come off as though I, you know, I have it all figured out and it's like now everything is perfect in my life. It is something where you have to continuously work on it um, Mm -hmm. and not, you know, it's self-care a lot of times it's really boring things. It's like making <laughs> meals the night before, you know, like making my son's lunch school and making my own meals, getting enough sleep at night, you know, like exercising, like things that aren't always what we tend to think of self-care, which can be, you know, doing, getting pedicures and massages and stuff like that. Um, right. It's a lot of just those like daily and weekly and monthly things that we do to, um, to make life a little bit easier and help us feel more fulfilled. Yeah, I yeah, I definitely had a very different idea of what self care was before I had my daughter, I think Mm -hmm. I saw self care as like, as you're saying, like, I'm gonna go get a pedicure. I'm gonna do a spa day. I don't know, just like, 
things of that nature that are more physical and like more just pampering. Mm -hmm. And once I had my daughter and I was doing those things, I was like, these things aren't doing much for me anymore. I mean, they're still nice to do. um, Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, I actually didn't feel filled, fulfilled after doing those things. If anything, I felt like, oh, I just wasted so much time doing this. And I still, like you're saying, you know, you have meals to prep. And when you do that, you give yourself a little bit of space in during the day to relax and not be rushed all the time, which is actually much more rewarding to me than the pedicures were actually going to turn out to Mm -hmm. be. So um, I'm definitely glad that you brought that up because I think there is kind of a, a... misconceptions about what self-care actually looks like Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to get into uh, self-care for women and specifically moms we've already kind of touched on that how important is self-care actually like Mm -hmm. how important is it not just in the idea of it but like you were saying like you were getting physically sick from the Mm -hmm. stress so how important do you do you feel like it is? Yeah, I and I, I think it really matters. It really depends on the person. I mean, I think in terms of right. in general, like self-care is important, period, for everybody. Um, right. There's no kind of argument about that. But I think like what you do for self-care, what you need for self-care, it, it varies on who you are, what your, mm-hmm. you know, if you're, what your home looks like, what your family looks like, the support you have, you know, all of those kind of structural things that are in place or not. Um, And so I I think it really just kind of depends in terms of what it looks like. But um, Mm -hmm. I mean, the self-care is just, to me, it's kind of that foundational key piece of um, how you are able to, again, to show up for your family, show up if you're a working mom, show up Mm -hmm. um, in terms of your career and stuff like that if you're, it's this whole idea of like, if you are um, not like filling yourself up, you, you eventually become empty. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, if you're giving, 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 giving to everybody else, but you're never putting that time back into yourself, we're just kind of these shells moving through life. And, you know, and then it's, you know, how do we, how do we really want to be in the world? Like those kinds of like fundamental Mm -hmm. questions that a lot of times you we maybe go through in our earlier part of our life before we have children, you know, Mm -hmm. what do I want to do with my career? How do I want to contribute in the world? Um, Who am I? You know, all these kind of fundamental existential questions too, that, um, that go away (laughs) or they kind of take, you know, the back burner for a while when you become a parent Um, and just trying to really kind of get re in touch and reconnected with some of those. Mm -hmm. And again, and I think it's for me, just as a person, it's like, I like to do a lot of these things to help my, to fulfill myself. Um, Mm. And I'm seeing that it, it leads me to show up differently for my kids. Mm, Um, And to be just, just to be a better person to feel more, um, more complete when I'm with them. And again, that looks different. So for some people, to be honest, when I, when I'm working full time, and when I'm like, I I feel passionate about my career, I am a better mom in that way. Other people might say, Mm -hmm. well, I want to spend more time with my kids or I'm going to stay at home with my kids. And that, Mm -hmm. you know, is what I want to do to be a better mom. So it's really, it's just totally, um, 
there's a lot of things that we can talk about in terms of strategies that we know work for people. But I think that's where there's just not a one size fits all. And I'll never Mm -hmm. be a proponent of like, this is exactly what you need to do for self care, because it's just we're all individuals. And so it's different for everybody. Um, Um, Are there commonalities as far as the signs of lack of self care? Um, I would say in general, people feeling burnt out, um, feeling like you're really kind of just floating through your days. Um, Mm -hmm. And I also think like a major sign is if you're feeling more quick to anger in your family um, or Mm -hmm. you're just feeling really kind of overall unfulfilled. Um, A lot of moms especially will talk about feeling like um, overwhelmed by life, just feeling like there's, mm-hmm. there's never an end to this kind of constant um, mm-hmm. demand and the constant need. And, and like I said before, that is true in some ways, like the responsibilities of being a parent are going to be there. Um, but when you, um, you do have that lack of self-care, you're not taking care of yourself. That's when it feels so overwhelming. You're just, you feel like you're barely keeping your head above water. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas if you are doing some things to really, prioritize yourself then a lot of things just feel easier you kind of move through life in a different way Um, and I think like to what we were talking about before too with this idea of what is self-care and that misconception that it's just something indulgent like you know getting a massage or getting a pedicure oftentimes when we think even in those terms we don't we don't think of doing self-care until we're at that point where it's like oh my gosh I have to go get a massage because I threw my back out or right. I, you know, I'm going to get a pedicure one time a year. Um, and it's just like this very random kind of comes whenever type. Um, it's not intentional. And so right. if you're not living in an intentional way, um, you'll just kind of feel like you keep floating through life. And I think that, so I think that's another sign of just when you're not engaging in, in some of these self-care practices. Yeah. You know, that, actually makes me think of um how I've fallen into this a couple of times where I'll wait off I'll be like no I'm I'm good I can keep going I can keep Mm -hmm. going you know yeah just keep going you're good and it gets to a point where I kind of break and I'm like I need to do something to make me feel anything other than the way I'm feeling right now exhausted or whatever Mm -hmm. what have you And I end up reaching for something that ends up making me feel worse because it Mm -hmm. makes me feel ashamed, uh, ashamed about myself. Like whether it's I end up staying in bed all day because I'm just Mm -hmm. like, no, I need this. And I tell I think I, you know, you make this excuse for yourself, like the reason that you're doing this is because you need it. You deserve it. But it doesn't it doesn't take you from. I stayed home all day and I stayed in bed all day. And when you don't do that, like consciously, and you're not actually like, this is something I planned for, this is something I decided on, you know, and something that you kind of come to terms with, like, I need this, or you're more so like, I'm done, I just can't, I just can't Mm -hmm. get out of bed. You end up feeling the next day like crap, instead of saying like, you know, I took yesterday for myself. And that was a self care move and not because I'm lazy or, (laughs) or what have you. Yeah. And so that that um, I find that to be usually a sign that I'm lacking in self-care because I will do things that I'll eat like a whole box of chocolates. And <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, um, that's not really self-care. And at the end of the day, it just makes me feel worse about myself because I didn't 
I didn't plan for this. This wasn't something that I said, I'm going to do for me. You know, it's something yeah. that I just had to go to something to make me feel euphoric in some way or, you know, get a little yeah. release of, of dopamine or whatever. It has yeah. Um, yeah. And it is, it's that piece of like, is it intentional? Right. And we're not always going to be like, I, I don't know. I, I never was the kind of person who was always like really planful and I, I have to work at that. So some people are right. just super organized and that's wonderful. And I've, I'm, I've kind of fallen into that more of like, I, I've had to get better about scheduling these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there are going to be times where you're just, you're, you're super busy and a lot, like I said, most women will say that their own care goes to the wayside when anything else mm-hmm. is popping up in terms of, you know, if things are busy for various reasons, um, you know, at school or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think like your, your experience is very common in terms of like, we just, we reach to whatever can make us feel good in the moment when we're just so burnt out, we're so tired mm-hmm. and we can't, it's, it's hard to kind of even think, um, beyond that, at, you know, in terms of, okay, well, what would be the healthy choice or what would be whatever. But then the other piece of it, which I think you said was really important is that you, you beat yourself up and that's what we do. We then afterwards, it's like, well, how could I have done this? Why did I do that? What's wrong with me? We go into this really self-critical place, um, which is also, it's not helpful. um, And it's also just um, can be more damaging. And it's so what, what I really recommend for people, if you're getting to that place is using some self-compassion to say to yourself, Mm -hmm. okay, how would I talk to myself or if, if, if this was my friend who did this, who maybe stayed in bed all day or ate a box of chocolates or whatever, what would I, and they were telling me about it. What would I say to them? How would, what would my tone be with them? Would I be critical? Would I be harsh? Or would I be like, you know what? Everybody has a bad day. Um, and so mm-hmm. trying to train ourselves to talk to ourselves in that way. Um, and also realizing like, you know, sometimes you're going to have a bad day and you're going to make a choice that you didn't want you know, that isn't the best for you. And that's, that doesn't then mean you are a bad person, a, you know, that you're a terrible mom, whatever. It means you had a bad day, maybe made some choices you don't want to make in the future. Um, Mm -hmm. So giving ourselves some benefit of the doubt, which is just really hard. We don't, it's kind of culturally, we're not raised up to, to do that. Right. Um, So, yeah. 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 And um, motherhood specifically is often seen as like, um, kind of how you're saying society kind of makes it seem like it's a it's just a selfless job that you have to just give 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 it's a lot of give and um it's difficult to it, it, to see it any other way especially in the beginning you know you're so for for a lot of moms you feel like I have to make sure everything's okay and I, like I am it's it's a weird place to be in as a parent to be caring for this little person mm-hmm. and feel like it's all on, on you guys, you know, you and, and your partner. And um, I think it's a strange area to navigate through when society isn't very helpful in telling you like, it's okay. Like it's okay to pull back sometimes. And often you end up getting that from friends or family that, end up telling you you know it's okay like calm down she'll be okay Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know you're you're stressed out so do you find it difficult to convince moms of taking time for self-care yes definitely yeah Yeah. (laughs) um and I think 
it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things where we, we do want to talk about it. I mean, I, since I've started this business, I have just had such an outpouring of moms who are Mm -hmm. just like, they want to talk about self-care, but they also feel like we are so kind of overwhelmed by that mom guilt and that pressure Mm -hmm. to like, just keep going and keep things and putting ourselves last that to, for people to actually take action is, um, is really challenging. And, -hmm. and I think sometimes it's like, you might take action a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, you know, again, it might be like, well, I'll go get a massage or I'll go do yoga. Um, but that's where I really, when I'm talking to moms talk about it is, it's a practice. It's like an intentional practice that you have to integrate into your life. And if you're like, thinking, okay, well, how could I start doing this, you know, today? Because this is very broad, and we're kind of talking very generally about self care. But my suggestion would be, look at your calendar for the next month, and try to take like every week, try to have two hours where it's just like, that is your time. And where, Mm -hmm. you know, someone's watching your kids, or maybe the kids are in school or whatever. And it's like, this is my self care time. And I would even go even deeper and specifically schedule something because a lot of times when this is what happens too, is we'll, we'll schedule self-care time. And then it's like, oh my gosh, I have two hours. I'm going to go to Target. I'm going to go to the grocery store. I have all these tasks (laughs) I have to do. And that is self-care. I mean, in terms of like taking care of stuff, it is helpful and it alleviates some of that stress. But what we're talking about too, is like actually doing things that will fill you up and like replenish Mm. who you are. So sometimes just getting it on the calendar is the first step because then you know every week I have this or you know it depends on your schedule some people they can't do the same time every week that would be my first recommendation is try to do Mm -hmm. if you can do the same time or times um, every week you know get that on there if you can't um, then just trying to find what times might work here or there Um, and maybe it's even like I know for some moms who are, you know, it might be a single mom, maybe you don't have any support or ability to have a babysitter or something right now. That's even like, okay, then still get it on your schedule where it's like either going to be an early morning, you're going to get up and do something or late at night or when the kids are napping or like there's, we're moms, we're we're able to be flexible and figure things out. But I do think like just kind of forcing yourself to get it on the schedule is that first, that first piece. Mm. Yeah. I wanted to um, also just touch on a little bit how self-awareness may um, play into self-care. Because for me personally, I found that kind of getting to know myself and the things, the habits that I have, as well as um, what triggers I have (laughs) and Mm -hmm. that... um, that will lead me to do certain things, uh, certain self-sabotaging habits or certain things like that yeah. has more so allowed me to actually know what self-care looks like for me personally. So is that self-awareness, you know, uh, a key for you in, in telling other women, you know, like, what do you know about yourself? Let's talk about yourself and how you respond to this or that to kind of tweak how self-care looks for them. Absolutely. I think you, you, I mean, it's you knowing like self-awareness in so many levels, but I think like what you're talking about with like knowing these are certain cues in my environment that make, that will like lead me to 
maybe yell or feel really frustrated or overwhelmed or whatever, having that awareness is really, it sounds cliche, but it really is that first step. Because then once you know, that's powerful. Because then it's like, okay, I know that um, every time I see the, the sink and the dishes are overflowing, it leads me to feeling overwhelmed. It leads me to start thinking I'm never going to be on top of this. And then it leads me to taking it out on my spouse or, um, you know, whatever. So that, like having that kind of sense of like, when these things happen, it tends to lead me to um, think these things, feel these mm-hmm. things, and then whatever, you know, whatever behaviors or actions you take, it's all connected. Um, right. And then once you have that awareness, then the next step is, okay, in that moment when that happens, how am I going to reframe it? How am I going to take care of myself? Maybe it means I need to walk out of that space. Uh, maybe it's right. when my kids are screaming or crying, I get overwhelmed and I feel like I just want to scream or cry back. Um, so I need to go take five minutes in my room, close the door. I need to give the baby to my spouse or, you know, so there's lots of ways that we can strategize. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's not always going to be perfect. Like there's just, we're human. And so there's right. times where, you know, you can have a good plan and then whatever happens, we woke up on the wrong side of the bed that morning and um, you know, other things um, can kind of lead us to maybe making a decision or um, reacting in a way that we wouldn't want. But there's so much that we can do kind of proactively to get ourselves um, to have that awareness and then also to have a plan. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of just talking in the moment um, versus kind right. of that larger, you know, s- strategies that I'm talking about with scheduling and figuring those things out. Yeah. But but that's huge. I mean, I do. I think you're you're right on with um, self-care is just knowing yourself and then kind of figuring out, okay, what can I do to help myself in those moments? Uh, do you feel like millennial moms are, are, are facing, um, different circumstances than, than past generations? Definitely. Uh, it's similar to what I'm talking about with this sense of, you know, we, 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 most women are career women now. And so we, you know, either we're working full-time or part-time once we have kids, but there's this kind of pressure and also desire to be working, which is wonderful. Um, if that's what you want to do. And, but then there's this other piece, which is like, there's still all those expectations, um, from Mm -hmm. when women were staying at home. And, um, and so you have kind of this whole, and also just the reality that many households, need two incomes in order to really survive and um you know so it's there's just a different reality now um so i think that impacts millennial moms in various ways i also think social media um can really play a role in the sense that you in some ways that's really a great thing because you can reach out and connect with other people and find groups that might ad- apply to you that you can't find in your own kind of community. Um, but then there's that other flip side where we, there's a lot of pressure already kind of that we're putting on ourselves. And then we look at other people, we think, Oh, everyone else is doing it better or <laughs> they're happier or, you know, which is also not reality because social media in, in many ways is not reality. Um, it, mm-hmm. it just kind of depends. But so then there's, you know, that whole piece too. And, and we all, you know, we're hardwired for connection and belonging and we need to feel like we have that and, and being a parent can just be very isolating. Um, and so that's again, where there's like, it's a, it can be good to have social media because you can reach out and feel like you can connect with other people that way. Um, but then the flip side is um, that maybe you're, you're, 
you're not connecting with people kind of person to person and, Mm. and you're also maybe comparing yourself to other people and, um, in ways that's not helpful. Yeah. I, I think, um, I, I've had a bit of a interesting experience with being a mom young as a millennial, because that's not very common. Um, Millennials, you know, have kids till they're in their thirties and, or, or, or late twenties. And as someone who had her daughter, when I was 21, you know, I found myself very much like, uh, isolated from friends and felt like I was kind of going it alone and that I couldn't even relate to the women that were my age. And I found myself looking towards, you know, um, millennials still, but that were, you know, part of the older generation of, Mm -hmm. of millennials. And, um, so I find myself in kind of a weird space with that. And I end up feeling very much like, um, like my self care has never been more important. And yet, self care is still very, it seems to be a very um, popular kind of notion among millennials in general, um, even without kids. And I just find myself thinking like self care ends up looking so different for me than girls my age. Um, and I feel like I'll look at social media. I'm like, well, that looks nice, but that could never be me. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, kind of strange, uh, being a millennial and not being the average millennial, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, um, do you, how do you personally, uh, manage self-care? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I think it, it has really come down to like what I'm talking about in terms of like setting certain, um, times where I'm really spending that time to take care of myself. So I know that I'm going to have certain days that I'm going to work out or certain days that I'm going to see a friend or, you know, go on dates with my husband and stuff like that. Like that's all a part of my self care. Um, Mm -hmm. but then I also think I have found ways to do self care within my family a little bit better. So, um, like for example, gratitude is something that people talk about a lot. And sometimes I get a little overwhelmed by some of these strategies that are out there. Cause it's like, you feel like it's just one more thing you have to add to your to-do list. <laughs> so <Right>. for me, <laughs> gratitude is like, uh, we do it every night at the, you know, dinner t- or, you know, as many nights as we can at the dinner table yeah. where we'll just say, you know, what lit up your day. That's our kind of question around mm-hmm. the table. And so then Um, everybody will say like, what was one good thing? You can also talk about, you know, what was one thing that didn't go well? What's something you're hoping for? There's other things you can ask. But for me, it was like, okay, gratitude is important. And now I'm doing it with my family. Um, So it's making, you know, it's helping me feel more connected to my kids and giving us something to talk about that sort of thing. So Mm -hmm. um, it can be more helpful that way. But so I think you can get kind of creative about potentially doing some of your self care with like when your kids are around, um, mm-hmm. I think sometimes we think self-care again is just the separate thing we do alone or, um, whatever. So if it's an activity like that, I think, um, sometimes you can make it work within the family unit too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my other piece, my other kind of, uh, I think broader view of self-care is just, it's a lot of it is how we manage our feelings and our thoughts. And, um, and just some of those things that we were talking about in terms of like, 
if you're, you know, if you're feeling really queued up in your environment and something happened and you like, you're just feeling overwhelmed, like how do we deal with those things? How do we deal with the self-criticism? Um, and how do we, you know, how do we reframe in situations? And so mm -hmm. there's so many like kind of those things almost interest me more than right. I, I do want people to get these activities going. Cause I think that's important too. Um, but I also think so much of how we talk to ourselves is just, it's, it's damaging. And right. um, so, and there's just, there's strategies you have to practice <laughs> over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And, and, and accountability can be a good thing to, you know, say to your, your spouse, or your partner, or your friends, like, help me be accountable to some of these things. Mm -hmm. um, so then you can, they can help you in that as well. Like if they, if you know that, you're the first person who's going to volunteer to help out with something at your kid's school. Um, but you really don't want to do it. <laughs> like maybe that's really not a part of what fulfills you, mm -hmm. you know, then having other people say like, Hey, next time, why don't you say, why don't you say no to that? And I'll do it. Or, you know, just kind of sharing the load a little bit. So there's, there's so many various pieces to it. And, um, but I just think for, if you're feeling overwhelmed by the idea of self-care, um, just pick one thing, like one thing you could do differently, whether it's adding an activity or if it's changing a mindset a little bit, um, reframing. I'm not saying this thing is simple necessarily, but it's just kind of um, picking that one thing that can kind of once we make that first step, things start to like slowly over time um, change for us. Right. So like I, I, I feel like I feel that way when I see moms like okay, I'm going to commit to going for a walk every day or the gym. Like that is just this one first step that then will lead to better and better things once you start prioritizing yourself. Mm. Um, but it, it has, something has to start. That's the thing is you have to take action in some way because sometimes it's just fun to talk about these things and it's like, oh yeah, well, if I had more time, I'd do this or that. Well, yes, that is all true. Like we, we don't have a lot of time. We are overwhelmed by a lot of things in our life. And we still need to take some kind of a step, no matter how small. Right. Yeah, I think uh, we even take for granted the fact that um, the self-care and, and taking that first step ends up benefiting us in ways that we did not um, previously expect. I mean, I feel mm -hmm. like um, some of the things that I've, I've started doing that I would consider self-care has even created uh, an environment where I'm able to be more creative um, you know you have that energy to do the things you actually do want to do even when there are things you don't want to do uh, having the energy to do the things that are like oh I don't really want to do this right now is something yeah. that you know you can never really take for granted because those are the moments where you would normally just give up if you're already feeling empty you know but feeling like you have more to give because you've given to yourself almost and that's exactly um, it's worth it right so mm -hmm. um I also I usually ask all my guests about social media just because typically that's where I find um guests is through Instagram or Facebook um social media is wonderful in this way and I I always very much appreciate it at the same time, I know that I have a, a bit of a love-hate relationship with social mm -hmm. media. And so I always ask, you know, how does social media play into your, into your work? And so how, does, how do you social media play into practicing self-care or 
just uh, really helping women with self-care because it's such a big part of of our life now in 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 a lot of ways it's a, a way that we communicate a way that we get to express our creativity but it's also has you know it's downfalls so so what's what role does it play in all of it yeah i think that's a great point and i would recommend like what is your like thinking about what is your intention with social media i think mm-hmm. a lot of times we go on kind of just to zone out or um, we, and it's just this, like, you're not even thinking, you're just kind of looking through pictures. And, you know, I, I really don't judge that. I just think that it's kind of getting in touch with like, what am I trying to get out of my use of social media? Um, you know, just kind of having some time to reflect on it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and also just checking in, like, how do I feel? So if for me, for example, if I'm on, I'm I'm actually on social media a lot more now than I ever was before I started this business, which is like (laughs) been different for me because I just, I I used to kind of go on a little bit here and there. Now I'm like on a lot more. Um, actually this morning, my son was, I was checking something and he's like, why are you on your phone all the time now? (laughs) So it was a good, like, Oh, it's a good reminder, you know, like, Oh yeah, you're watching and and I, I have kind of shifted my own practice uh, right. but you know sometimes I get into those habits too and then I'll just say you know what I'm just going to take a break for a day or a half day or whatever like I just need yeah. to get off for a little while and reconnect with other people so it's not just like getting off social media sometimes or taking like some breaks but then going and doing something like if I'm feeling like I just feel really disconnected from my friends or from my family, then I'm going to, if I'm getting off social media, then my, my next step would be like, okay, well, what am I going to do with my time instead? Cause mm-hmm. otherwise what happens is if we don't have some kind of a sense of like what we want to do, we just have such a habit of going on our phone or our computer or whatever that oftentimes we'll just go right back to that. Cause that's yeah. kind of the habit. Um, but I do think that there's so much benefit to, um, I'm mostly on Facebook and Instagram. And I just think like, like, like I said before, in terms of there's this connection, you can find people who are similar to you of similar interests. Um, I think now with a lot of, um, you know, on Instagram, especially, I think people kind of promote a lot of different freebies, mm-hmm. um, where you can go and get kind of starting to think about some things about yourself. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, you also, I think just, it's important to kind of have a healthy perspective of social media, which is people really are putting out the best versions of themselves. Sometimes you'll find people who are maybe a little bit more real about what's happening. Um, but as a psychologist in this field for 10 years, I can tell you that everybody suffers and struggles in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, people are at different places with it, but I've just worked with a lot of people who from the external, they, you know, everybody would think that they have everything together right. and they, they don't. And, and that's okay. Cause that's a part of being human. Mm-hmm. That's just our common shared humanity is that we all struggle with various things. Right. Um, and even there's research looking at social media that people put people who are feeling like higher rates of depression, and anxiety will put things on social media that shows them in their best light and for various reasons and maybe it's just like this is what this is aspirational this is how I want to feel this is how I want to be but then everybody else seeing that is like oh wow that person looks like they have a perfect life and a charmed life and I'll never get there or you know then we go into our own kind of negative thinking around it so Mm -hmm. um, I think just remembering like it's 
it's good to kind of see what people have out there. But if you start to feel like you're feeling bad about yourself, that's a good time to kind of check out of social media, Mm. um, check in with people who fill you up or with activities or things again, that fill you up, um, that make you feel connected. And also just reminding yourself, everybody struggles and we all, we all have that commonality there. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I don't like people to think, well, everybody struggles. So I'll just continue to struggle. I didn't get into that too. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't want you to be there. I want you to, you know, use it as a form of like, okay, I can relate to other people. And when I'm getting into these negative, you know, this negative self-talk about where I'm at, instead using that, like using that kind of shared humanity in, in okay. So sorry. So using it to feel that shared humanity with somebody um, and then also knowing, and I can, if I'm feeling jealous or if I'm feeling uneasy about something, what is that saying about what I want for my life? Right. So I, I, a lot of times when I feel jealousy, I kind of go to this place of, okay, what is that telling me? It's telling me I'm feeling disconnected. I'm feeling out of touch. I'm feeling like, um, I don't belong. So mm-hmm. it's like, I think sometimes when we feel that stuff about other people, we feel the jealousy and stuff like that. It means something to us. Mm -hmm. And so trying to kind of gain that awareness in yourself and then seek it out in, in different ways that are going to fulfill you. Hmm. I, uh, I think it kind of goes back to what you had mentioned about just being mindful and it gets, it's easy to kind of you saying like drone out and just be on social media scrolling and feeling how you're feeling but not uh bringing awareness to it and I think that we tend to go to social media as just to kind of like be in a a mode of of distraction um and yet it doesn't take away from the fact that what we are seeing and how we're feeling is still being registered and unless you know, and, and we're not actually paying attention to it. And then that leads us to feel maybe you feel different after you get off your phone and you don't recognize why. And it's because you just took, you know, a good amount of time having some negative self-talk because you were seeing some beautiful pictures of people on vacation and you were like, well, why don't I get to be on vacation and my life sucks mm-hmm. and this and that, you know, because yeah. I found myself in that place where I get off of social media and then I'm like, why am I feeling so crappy right now? Mm-hmm. And it's because yeah. you can't, you didn't even notice the, the, you know, self-talk that you were having that entire time that wasn't necessarily uh, productive or, or just even nice to yourself, yeah. you know? So I definitely agree with that, that self-talk and just kind of having some awareness and mindfulness when you're on social media will, it, it creates a very different experience when you're on social media because you have more of an opportunity to decide how you're going to let things uh, make you feel or recognize what that means for you in your life and it's not going to just become just repetitive every time you look on social media Um, but I before I ask my last question I want to um, ask you to share your social media handles and your website so that my listeners can find you, reach out to you, and, and follow you. Great, yeah. Um, my So my website is drjessicalarson.com. So it's drjessicalarson with an O.com. And on social media, you can find me um, on Facebook. I'm at Mama B Self Care for Moms. 
And then my um, Instagram is at mama B, which is M A M A B E dot self care. And, um, and I, you know, I, if you go to my website, I have a freebie right now, which is 10 strategies to jumpstart your self care practice. So if you're listening to this and thinking, Oh, this sounds really interesting. I'd like to learn more or, um, you know, this is totally overwhelming. However you're feeling about it. I think it could be useful to, um, to kind of go get that freebie, just kind of see how, um, how you can kind of start integrating it into your own life. Um, and I'm actually right now working on kind of a goal setting and envisioning your future for moms, um, this whole kind of um, blog posts. And also I'm creating a freebie as well to help people start writing down, okay, what are my visions for the next year, the next five years? And then how can I connect that to goals? How can I think about the barriers that might be there and then actually go and start taking action? Um, so I try to give as much as I can. I talk, I listen to people. I want to know like what is impacting you and um, you know, how can I, I further kind of put this into this, my whole work? Cause I just, I think it's so important that we realize there's so much commonality among um, parents, among moms. And, um, and also there's a lot of differences, but I think it's like really, it can be really helpful to just know so much of what we're going through is similar and, and there's a better way. There's a different way that you can get to really leading a more fulfilling life for yourself. That was really well said. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I, Oh, my last question was, do you have any just words of wisdom or advice on self care and small ways that one can practice it um, daily, if not weekly? Yeah, I think I probably end by just saying, you know, remembering that self-care is, it is really broad, but it's this idea of it being a practice um, of taking an active role in protecting your own well-being and your own happiness. Mm -hmm. So um, that can be so many different things. And, um, and that can even be overwhelming in terms of trying to figure it out. But I think knowing that you, you, you have to be intentional about it. Um, you, you, you know, you can integrate it in a lot of different ways in your life. And it means a lot of different things to different people, um, mm -hmm. can also be kind of freeing to know, like, there's a lot of different ways that you can, um, take care of yourself, fill yourself up. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, it's small ways. There's so many different ways. I I'd say the, the latest, I was talking to a friend about gratitude and, mm -hmm. um, we were talking about the idea of because we were actually what I was saying earlier about feeling like, well, sometimes gratitude feels like just another thing you have to do, even though there's all this research showing when we practice gratitude, we feel better, you know, mm, so it's really yeah. important to do. And so um, one thing that we both do, which is like we we find different things in our life to remind us to be grateful. Um, mm -hmm. So for a while, I would every day when I was driving to work, because it would be real kind of pandemonium as I was leaving the house. Right. I'd be in the car. Like, I was like, there's no time for gratitude right now. I would get mm -hmm. in the car and that was my cue to do gratitude. I was like, okay, I'm going to do three things right now. And I would just talk to myself as I'm driving to work. Um, but another idea is like, if you're going and you're filling up your water bottle or you're making lunch or, you know, there's whatever it is for you, finding these things that are always going to cue you to, I need to do gratitude right now. Um, or, you know, maybe it's, I need to take a deep breath right now. So mm. like actually kind of thinking about them and just practicing them throughout the day. And then it's like, you know, every time I go fill up my water bottle, that's when I take three deep breaths. 
Mm-hmm. Or, you know, so there's lots of like little ways to, um, to integrate every type of self-care. So it doesn't just feel like another thing you have to add to your, your busy to-do list where right. you can actually integrate it more into your life. Um, and it does, it, it fulfills you. It kind of puts it in a different place. Um, so you show up better for yourself and for your families. Hmm, that's wonderful. I am definitely going to start doing that in the car. Cause I'm not, you know, you're not mm-hmm. doing anything else and <laughs> it's yep. better than, than having road rage so I'm definitely <laughs> going because I've actually been thinking about a, a way to to be more grateful I was doing for a while um with a cousin of mine she invited me to do 30 days 30 day of gratitude and every day we do three things and you know mm-hmm. we send it on a group chat and it was it was great yeah after it ended I was like I can't keep writing these down and mm-hmm. sending them you know Um, and I also just wanted to do it for me personally, not to just kind of have it for the world necessarily or post it on, um, Instagram all the time. So that's really, that's a really good way. I'm going to start doing that. So thank you, Jessica, because Lord knows we need some self-care these days. (laughs) I really appreciate you coming on and talking with us, um, I hope my listeners learned a lot. I know I did. And, you know, anytime, I'd love to have you back on. Thank you so much, Heidi. And thanks for all the work that you're doing. This is the, my, my work in progress is awesome. And I think it really, it helps a lot of people to talk about self-care, self-improvement, all that. So um, kudos to you for doing what you're doing as well. And thanks for having me on. It was fun. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. If there's ever any follow-up questions for you guys or you have a comment or anything, don't be shy. Don't hesitate to reach out to me or you can even reach out to Dr. Jessica Larson if you have more specific questions. And yeah, don't hesitate because often those questions are fuel for a new episode because a lot of the times the questions that you guys have that you think you're alone in, a lot of other people have those very same questions. So you reaching out and asking them is so very important and you know they're always welcomed. Also, I just want to give a quick shout out to my loyal listeners that tune in every Thursday. I see you guys. I recognize you guys and I really appreciate um, just your loyalty and that you enjoy my content. Um, It means so much to me. I know my listenership has grown a lot in this just this year, um, but even then I always know that there's like a niche group of people who listen right away as soon as the episode uh is up and I appreciate you guys you guys are the real MVPs so shout out to you guys and if you just this is your first episode welcome I talk about everything about self-improvement I have guests on that I think are inspirational have a lot to um, share as far as their knowledge like Dr. Jessica Larson I have up-and-coming people who are starting out their own businesses entrepreneurs and making just new roads for themselves and paving new paths and that's all what this my work in progress podcast 
and brand is really about. So if you guys want to listen to more episodes, don't be shy. My uh, website has all the episodes uh, detailed on there and links, um, whether you're listening on Google Play or iTunes or Anchor or whatever, there's links to uh, all those platforms on my website at www.myworkinprogress.net. And then you guys can always follow me on Instagram at it's me Heidi V. I keep you guys updated and kind of has more of my personal life on there. And yeah, so thank you guys again so much for listening. And I will uh, talk to you guys next Thursday. But above all else, don't forget to unapologetically be a work in progress.